Shall we put our hands together and give the Lord a clap offering? Hallelujah! Amen. Shall we look to the scriptures together? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our life this morning. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective, Lord. In Jesus' name, every resistance to the preaching of God's word Every critical spirit, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We take victory in the house. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Guard Your Heart. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, guard your heart. Amen. This is how one version goes. About all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The New Living Translation goes like this. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Amen. Praise God. When you hear the word heart, what comes to your mind? Love, very good. Somebody who is in love, that's what's going to come in their heart. Very good. All right. If you're a physician, what's going to come? Oh. <laughs> well, what's this? What is this? All right. What is this? What would you call this? So what's the difference between this and this? One is an organ. Very good. Good sister. Thank you. But regardless of which one you see, whether the first one or the second one, you will say it's what? It's a... Very good. The first one is an organ that pumps blood. How many of you have a heart? <laughs> you all have a heart. Even a heartless fellow has a heart. All right, so the first one pumps blood. We all are aware of it. The second one is a symbol of, symbol of love, heart, you know. It's, 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 it's a universal symbol. When the Bible talks about heart, we need to know what it means. Okay. The Bible has so many, literally hundreds of references concerning the heart of man. The Hebrew word for heart is given as labab, and the Greek word is kardiva. 
both referring to heart. But when the Bible talks about heart, it denotes the center of a person where physical, emotional, intellectual, and moral activities take place. Samuel, as he was there to anoint the next king in Israel, was told man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks into the heart. Praise God. A heart of a person is very important to God. God gives much premium to the condition of every one of our hearts. Praise God. The wise man Solomon pens down, he says, about all else, God your heart. God your heart. Why God your heart? What is so important? Why God your heart? What is such a big deal about guarding your heart? In other words, why is it that you and I have been told to secure our heart? For that, for us to understand, we need to understand the process. Praise God. The process. We need to understand the process. The heart's reasoning as well as its feeling depends on its moral condition. Look what Jesus says. Jesus said that from within, out of men's heart come evil thoughts. Hmm? Jeremiah puts it like this, that the human heart is deceitful. Above all else, the human heart is deceitful. And the message version puts it like this, the heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful. A puzzle that no one can figure out. But I, God, search the heart of the humans. I get to the root of things. I treat them as they really are, not as they pretend to be. Praise God. So in other words, our hearts have the potential to deceive us. The heart is deceitful in nature. It has the potential to, to exhibit what really is not. In other words, we can put up a facade. The condition of our heart can be diabolically opposed to the state of our heart. But what we quite often exhibit is quite contrary to the condition of our heart. We experience various emotions and the Bible talks about different kinds of heart. A pure heart, a tender heart, a compassionate heart. And in the negative, a wicked heart as well. Praise the Lord. It's important for us to understand that the emotional state of the heart affects the rest of our being. Praise God. The Bible puts it like this, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. What does that mean? If you have a cheerful heart, it has the potential to do what? To reflect on our face. The first thing that we said is, 
we can put up a facade and hide. At the same time, on a positive note, when we have a cheerful heart, it shows on the outside. Praise God. It is the first one is a putting up a show. Listen. The first one is putting up a show. The second one is a spontaneous exhibition. There is no show in there. Quite often we as Christians, we have learned the art of putting up a show. But God doesn't want us to put up a show. But he wants you and I to experience a joyful heart, a happy heart, and allow that spontaneous feeling to be exhibited around us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If the king is in residence, who's the king? Jesus the king, if he's in residence, if he's in our heart, if he's ruling in our heart, if he's reigning in our heart, it's going to show on the outside. Praise God. If you're experiencing the peace of the prince of peace who rules and resides in our heart, it has to show on the outside quite often. We are going through unrest, praise God, disturbance and distress in our hearts, which tends to show on our externals. But God wants you and I to be people who exhibits the joy, praise God, the happiness, because the king is, is on the throne in our hearts. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. See, there is a link between our heart and our conscience. This is how the Bible puts it. After David, he cut off the hem of Saul's robe. This is how he put it. It says, the Bible says, it smote his heart. Praise God. When Peter preached, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that the people, the audience, they were cut to their heart. Praise God. Have you ever experienced that? Where you feel the, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, cutting through, piercing through our hearts. Praise God. Bringing us to a place of conviction and surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. David once prayed like this, Create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Praise God. It's in the realms of the heart, the inner forum of the heart, where men and women make plans, and they devise schemes, and they plan and they chart the courses of their lives. The Bible says like this, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Praise God. Isn't that beautiful? Praise God. In the realm of our inner forum, 
We make plans. We, we, we make plans and we, we, we deliberate and we make decisions and we try to put those plans into motions. But when those plans are not aligned with the will of God, we can plan whatever we want. It's God who makes, determines the steps. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because of the critical function of the heart, the writer of Proverbs says, above all else, guard your heart. Praise God. Guard your heart. Praise God. Remember what God, Jesus said. Jesus put, puts it like this. The greatest commandment is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Praise God. With everything that you have. Love here as Christ puts it. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. It's more than simple emotions. It's a voluntary, deliberate, wholehearted, conscious commitment to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. This morning, what is the condition of our heart? What is the condition of our heart? Are we able to love the Lord of our life? the lover of our souls, with all of our heart, that is, voluntarily, deliberately, wholeheartedly, a conscious commitment to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Guard your heart. Why guard your heart? Because it is precious. Now imagine, if you have something precious, something valuable, something worthwhile at your home, where would you find it? Tell me something that's very precious that you have at home. Anything. Let me hear. The safe is precious. Yeah, what's in it makes it precious. Okay. Something precious in your home. What's that? What is something? Tell me something that is precious in your home. Your credentials, man. <laughs> this is what happens when, when, you, when you swim deep. <laughs> the deed of your house. Brother, where's the deed of your house? Is it sitting in your kitchen? It is sitting in your backyard? Or is it sitting in the front of your house? Where is it? It's in a safe place. It's in a cabinet. Now, sister, tell me something that's precious in your house. Okay, all right. <laughs> to him, it's the deed of the house. To her, it's the credential. Oh, man, that's going very that's going another level, dear. Yes, your children. Yes. You know? Think about a commodity in your house that's precious. Sister Denise. Anything. Huh? Your passport. Very well. Your document. You keep it secure. Very good. All right. What we are driving at it up is our heart is 
precious. And precious things are what? Safely tucked away. They are not exposed. They are not exposed so that someone can easily snatch it away. They are not kept in a place that is easily accessible to people around us. Likewise, the Bible is saying you and I need to understand how precious, how valuable our hearts are and thereby we and I have to what? God our Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. God, your heart, for it is what? It is, it is precious. Praise God. For it is with our heart we connect with God and we connect with man. It is with, with, with our heart that we are able to touch heaven and touch our fellow beings. Praise God. How a heart, we need to make sure that we secure our heart. Guard your heart when you are all by yourself, when you are alone. Guard your heart when you are in church, when you are in school, when you are in college, when you are in marketplace, whether you are moving with a group of people, because your heart, your heart is precious. Don't allow anybody to toy around with your heart. Don't allow anybody to manipulate your heart. Don't allow anybody to take you for a ride because they have access to your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be careful who you give your heart to. Be careful who you give your heart to. Don't be in a rush to give your heart to anyone. Praise God. Because this heart of yours is precious. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give it to one who can save God. Your heart and your interest, your future and your well-being. So who is the best person to give your heart to? First and foremost, give your heart to Jesus. Praise God. Give your heart to Jesus. He will secure it. He will safeguard it. He will not abuse it. He will not maim it. He will not destroy it. But he will enhance your experience, your walk with him. Praise God. He will never take advantage of you. Give him your heart. Next, when you're ready, you give your heart to someone who is a choice, God's choice person for you. I want to address the young men and the young ladies of this church. Praise God. Be careful who you give your heart to. Number one, we said we give our heart to who? Jesus, make sure that your heart has been given to Jesus. And if there is anyone in the house who has not given your heart to Jesus, I want to tell you that you are very, very, very vulnerable. Christ is the one who can secure our heart. 
heart. Give your heart to Jesus. Praise God. Next, when you are ready, you give your heart to the person of God's choice. Praise God. Jesus will never, ever break anybody's heart. Tell your neighbor, he will not break your heart. Praise God. Who will not break your heart? Praise God. Is there anybody in the house whose heart was ever broken? One, two, All right, somebody's waving. <laughs> you can get your heart broken in, not just by your spouse, not by, just by your friends. You know, your heart can be broken for various reasons. But this morning, I want to tell you, if a heart is broken, Jesus is here to mend your heart. Praise God. He is here to mend your heart. Sometimes when our hearts are broken, it is shattered and no human being can put them back together. But I want to tell you, give your heart this morning, if it has been broken, if it has been shattered into the hands of Jesus. Praise God. His fingers are power-driven fingers. Praise God. His fingers have the power to create and recreate. And this morning, if he will touch your heart, he can put your heart back together. Praise God. You don't have to walk out of this place all broken and all maimed. Praise God. Your heart is precious, so guard it. Your heart is Praise God. It has the potential. Praise God. What is the potential? The Bible says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Praise God. The potential in us is immense. And quite often we underestimate the potentials and the possibilities. And therefore we take it lightly. Praise God. Understand the potential. The Bible says it's the wellspring of life. In other words, it is the source of everything else in your life. Praise God. Your heart overflows into thoughts, words, and actions. If your heart is healthy, your relationships will be healthy. Praise God. Relationships at home will be healthy. Relationship with fellow beings will be healthy. Relationship with your neighbors will be healthy. Relationship with our co-workers will be healthy. Relationship with our church members will be healthy. It's a sign of a healthy heart. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that you and I will not encounter challenges and hurdles in our lives. Praise God. But an unhealthy heart will affect and impact our relationships. 
praise God. The greatest relationship that you and I ever have has entered into is a relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's when I threw open the doors of my heart and allowed Jesus, the lover of my soul, to come into my heart and take residence in my heart. Praise God. When the king of glory entered into my heart. When my savior and my redeemer entered into my heart. Praise God. He gives me insights as to how I can secure my heart. And thereby experience well-being in every arena of life. Praise God. If I have an unhealthy heart. Is going to impact my relationship with my family. My relationship with my wife. It will impact my relationship between husband and wife. Between children and parents. Between in-laws. Between everyone who touches our life. Praise God. And God has not called us to live in isolation. We are the ambassadors of Christ. The fragrance of, of Christ ought to emit from each and every one of us. Christ has placed us in the society, in the world, not to be of the world. And he wants us to impact and influence the world. And therefore, the health of my heart is absolutely important because it affects every arena of my Praise God. It affects my family. It affects my friends. It affects my relationship. It affects my ministry. It affects my service to the Lord. Praise God. Therefore, all the more it is important that we guard it diligently. Praise God. Why guard it? Because of the potential that you and I have. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, be careful what you and I get involved in. It's super, either it's going too fast. How do we guard our hearts? Use the right filter. How many of you understand what a filter is? How many of you have a laptop, a computer? You have filters? Yes? Do you have filters? Yes. God wants us to guard our hearts. And if we have to guard our hearts, we have to make sure that we have right filter in place. Praise God. Apply those filters, the principles that are given in the scriptures. Praise God. Allow the spirit of God and the word of God to act as filters guarding our heart from unwanted exposures to things that will contaminate our heart and hamper our relationship with God and our fellow fellow beings. Praise God. We need to use wisdom as to what we would allow into our hearts. 
We only have limited time to live in this world. Within that limited time, we want to make an impact. But if the world is going to have a negative impact on us, we will be ineffective and unproductive and unfruitful Christians who are unable to leave a mark behind. Praise God. Let me ask you, what are you watching? What are you listening who and what is influencing your life? As you read down, the writer of Proverbs says, set your eyes straight, praise God. In other words, focus on who? Who? The Lord Jesus. Who are you setting your eyes on? How is it that you're going to secure your heart using the filter of God's word and looking not at everything else, but looking at Jesus? Praise God. What are the windows that you are looking through? Daniel opened his windows towards Jerusalem, and he did what? Prayed. What are the windows you and I open? Microsoft windows? Well, it's good to open those windows. You can use those for doing your work, whatever you do. But let me ask you, where does your eyes drift to? You want to secure your heart? You want to keep your heart guarded, secure, safe? Then you and I have to make sure that the windows of our souls are looking at the right things. Praise God. What are we looking at? What are we gazing at? What are we staring at? Now things are so easy that we can look, right? How many of you have this? How many of you have this? You are constantly looking. It's a good thing. Good thing to have. But if this is taking me from my, my gaze, from the holy book to the Facebook all the time, it's going to affect my Anything wrong when looking at Facebook? I have a Facebook. Is there anything wrong? Yes or no? No, there's nothing wrong. But if you are on the Facebook all the time, the time that you're supposed to pray if you're on Facebook, the time that you're supposed to worship if you're on Facebook, the time that you're supposed to give to your spouse if you're on Facebook. The time that you're supposed to spend with your children, if you're on Facebook. It's detrimental to the health of your heart. Praise God. Use the right filters. How can we guard our hearts? Do not harden your hearts. Praise God. 
when we harden our heart, we are exposing our hearts to every kind of snares of the evil one. Praise God. The writer of Psalms says, do not harden your heart as in the days of Huh? Yes. So in other words, you and I can harden our hearts to the moo of God. When proper filters are not applied to our hearts, when the scripture is not ruling and reigning or controlling the conducts of our heart, you and I can easily have our hearts hardened against number one, God against one another. Praise God. And hardened heart exposes us to every kind of onslaught of the enemy. Praise God. A hardened heart will cause us to miss the move of God. A hardened heart will make our spirit ears to become deaf. Our hardened heart will create insensitivity within us so that you and I are not able to touch base with the Spirit of God. And hardened heart can cause bitterness in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Make sure that you dock at the right harbor. What's that? Praise God. What is that? Where's your heart right now? Where is your heart right now? What's the state of your heart? What is the condition of your heart? Praise God. Is it aligned with the will of God? Is it aligned to the word of God? Is your choices according to the word of God? Is your decisions made according to what God desires? Where is your heart docking at this moment? Or where is your heart connected to at this point? Connected to Jesus, connected to the Word of God, connected to the approved relationships that is ordained by God. When your heart and my heart is not docked according in the will of God, then your heart is able to take you into directions that are not approved of God. You know the fellow who wrote this? The Bible says about him that in his latter part of his life, the people around him, who around him? Hmm? His wives swayed his heart away from the Lord. What does that mean? It means regardless of who we are, Sometimes we sit under the preaching of God's word 
thinking that this is not for me. How many of you had that feeling this morning? This is enough for us. Some young yuppies, some young guys in this place. No. When Solomon in his old age, the Bible says his wives did what? Huh? Swayed his heart from his devotion and commitment to the Lord. None of us are exempt. The preacher is not exempt. The teacher is not exempt. The senior person is not exempt. The young person is not exempt. The middle-aged person is not exempt. The word of God says, God, your heart. Hallelujah. There is one kind of heart that God don't like. The Bible talks about different kinds of heart that God doesn't like. I just want to touch on one. The writer of Hebrews talks about it. Do you know what kind of heart it is? Hmm? An unbelieving, wicked heart. Praise God. When I question the word of God, when I question the precepts of God, when I question the statutes of God, when I question the will of God, I doubt what he is saying. And God calls that an unbelieving, wicked heart. Oh God, let that not mean. Lord, when you look at my heart, may you never ever say that I have an unbelieving Can you believe on the promises of God? Can you believe on the word of God? Or our hearts have become so hardened. Sometimes delays in the programs of God. Delays in the purpose of God. Delays in the plan of God. Can create an hardness in my heart. Unbelief creeps in. Praise God. Let not my God say that I have an unbelieving heart. Praise God. The writer says, Above all else. Above all else. In other words, priority. Priority. Sometimes our priorities are what? Not in place. This is how Wayne Martindale puts it, and I'm going to quote that. Put, put first things first, and throw in the second things next. Put second things first, and we lose both first and second things. Is first things first? Have we left our heart exposed and running around and made everything else priority? Are we majoring in minors and minoring in majors? 
first things first. God first. God, your heart, it's important. Praise God. Sometimes we shift our priorities based on circumstances. Sometimes God has a way of making us understand what real priorities are in life. Someone puts this like this, as the Titanic was sinking, they were employing as many, as many boats rescuing people. And this one woman was ready to jump into one of those rescue boats just before she was running to jump into it. She asked the man, can, I, can you please wait for a moment? I need to go into my stateroom and get something. Can you imagine that? I can't imagine that. How many of you saw the the plane that was on fire. There was, a, there was a video that was being circling. There was a plane on fire, and people were asked to, asked to what? Evacuate. And people, people were running through every emergency door. In between, people were grabbing for their luggages. How many of you saw that? You didn't see it? It was a flight that originated from Cochin. Guess who were in that flight? I didn't say that. You guys said it. <laughs> Literally happened. The flight was going to Dubai and the flight was on fire. And people were, instead of making way for others and just jumping out of that plane, they were all grabbing for their stuff. Likewise, this woman, she asked for permission to go and get something from the stateroom. She was told, better rush because if you're not back, this is going down. She ran through the water, through the casino where there was a lot of money. She didn't touch it. She ran into a room and she reached out. She had her jewelry in her jewel box. Guess what? She was reaching out for the jewel box. No. She reached out and she grabbed onto three small oranges and she rushed back. What happened? Sometimes our priorities can shift real fast. When death had boarded the ship, when death was breathing on our neck, praise God, oh, everything, the value systems were transformed. Instantly, the priceless things became, the priceless things became valuable and the valuables became priceless. Praise God. She preferred the oranges over the diamonds. What am I saying? What if our priorities are based on the eternal established word of God? Is our priorities built based on in the light of eternity? You and I will never ever regret. Praise God. When everything is fine and you and I are having a smooth sailing, make sure that our priorities are set in order based on the eternal word of God. You and I will never regret. Praise God. 
Don't let the world, don't let the fads, don't let the fashions, don't let the trends, don't let the society dictate your priorities. Our value systems, our faiths have to be directly connected to the word of God. It ought to be derived from God's word and so that our priorities are always set right. What are our priorities this morning? As I conclude, let me ask a very simple question. Is your heart secure? Is your heart secure? Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. In the inner chamber, in the inner forum, as decisions are made, as we deliberate, as we execute, as we put plans into motion, let's make sure that God is in the center of those plans. Let's make sure that our priorities are right and we will never, ever Regret. All eyes closed.